Today's yoga practice is for those of you who are beginners but would like to advance your class to a more intermediate practice. We're going to advance it from beginner to intermediate. Hi, I'm Melissa from Yoga with Melissa. This is real yoga for real people. Today we're going to advance your practice from beginner. If you're a beginner and you want to move into those intermediate classes, we're going to talk about how to do that through this class in a real-time yoga class. So if you have any injuries or medical conditions in a beginner class, we always just check in on that. In intermediate classes, I don't check on that anymore. We assume you've dealt with that, you've, you know how to take care of your body, you asked your doctor, what movements can I do, what movements can I not do, and once you know that, then you know how to take care of yourself in a yoga class. So that's a big part of going from beginner to intermediate, that you've asked that question of your medical doctor, your physiotherapist, that you've done your rehab with whatever injury or... Um, medical condition you have and you're able to take care of yourself in a, a yoga class. So let's begin with our centering. So you're going to rest back, lie down on your back with your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor. So as you know from your beginner classes, this is just a way to transition from the busyness of your day-to-day -day life and to tell your body and your mind that this is a time that we're going to focus on our body. We're going to have that singular point of focus. We're going to put aside everything that's come before and we're going to just focus on our yoga practice right now. It's a time to tune into our connection with the earth. So feel the parts of your body that are connected with the earth, the bottom of your feet, the back of your pelvis, the backs of your ribs, the backs of your shoulder blades, your elbows, your head. And as you are advancing in your practice, you'll be able to do something called interoception. That's feeling your, the sensations of your body from the inside. And you become more and more skilled at sensing where there's tension and allowing that tension to release down and into the earth. So letting gravity support you here in releasing the tension from your body. That's something you'll just become more and more skilled at the longer you practice yoga. The next thing we do in centering is tune into our breathing. So not trying to fix or change it or any way, just noticing what's happening with your breathing right now if you're mouth breathing, switching to nose breathing.
Now that you've tuned into your sensations of your body from the inside, that interoception, that's definitely advancing your practice. Tuned into your breathing. You might have a sense that something needs to be shifted or adjusted. This is tuning into that inner alignment physically, noticing that something might feel off a little bit mentally, emotionally, energetically, but physically, you might be able to make an adjustment Maybe your spine doesn't feel quite straight. Maybe you want to change the alignment of your pelvis or tuck your shoulder blades under or adjust your neck. So now is the time to just really tune into your physical experience and make any adjustments to your sense of alignment so that you can come into inner alignment. And that's a really, uh, that's a thing that, you know, happens as you advance your practice. There's this process of discernment that's continually going on. And not only are you discerning, but you're following through on that discernment and making adjustments so that you're taking care of your body. One of the main ways that we would advance from a beginner centering to an intermediate centering is to set an intention to ask you what your aspiration is for this practice. So that's just simply asking yourself, you know, why am I here? Why did I choose this practice today? And it might be that you want to, there's something that you need physically in your body Maybe there's something you need emotionally. Maybe there's something you need mentally. If you clicked on this video, maybe it's a desire to advance your practice. Maybe there's something you need energetically. Maybe there's something you need spiritually. So just ask yourself, why am I here today? And answering that question can be a great way to set an intention for your practice. So my intention as your teacher today is to help you to move from having that beginner's mindset to being an intermediate student. But why are you here today? What is it that you want to receive from this practice? And go ahead and set an intention for what you want to receive. Okay, for this practice, you're going to need a blanket, uh, two yoga blocks, and a strap. And that's another way that your practice advances as a beginner to an intermediate is there's more assumptions that you'll have the basic yoga props. As a beginner, I don't assume you'll have any props. As an intermediate person, I assume that you'll have the basic yoga props. So we're going to use a strap to begin with. If you don't have a strap, you can use the tie from your bathrobe or a necktie. You're gonna take that strap, you're gonna place it around the ball of your foot, and you're gonna take that leg straight up in the air. So for this, if you have any back issues, you're going to keep your non-gesture leg bent, okay? Advancing your practice does not mean a more um, 
full expression of the pose, it means looking after your body, what it needs on any given day. Okay. So in this pose, you want to feel sensations along the back of your leg. If you have a hamstring tear, this is not a good um, pose for you. If you've got neck pain, you can always put that blanket behind your head here. But this pose is great for stretching your hamstrings. Okay, and you can lengthen that leg out, but that's, I think the physical gestures are not advancing the practice. If you've got back issues, you're not going to necessarily want to do this. So one of the ways that we can advance our practice is by applying active release therapy, applying different sensory input to our nervous system, which can change the, the stretch. So here, if we just press into that uh, strap, press into the strap, so we're applying some muscular strength here, and then we release and relax, you'll most likely be able to draw the leg in further and change the uh, range of motion of the stretch. So this is called active release therapy. Press your foot into the strap. So here, the contraction of the muscle is the sensory input we're providing to the brain. And then when we release, we're able to receive more range of motion, more flexibility in the hip joint, in the hamstring muscle. So let's do that one more time. Apply that contraction of the muscle by pressing into the strap. Press, 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 press. Then relax. And then you'll most likely be able to draw in again. And that's a very effective way to provide a different sensory input to your nervous system. All of flexibility, range of motion is effectively working with our nervous system. So that's one way that we really advance our practice when we come from a beginner to intermediate. Beginners, I'm just teaching you the basics. Intermediate, I'm going to be bringing in these more effective ways to practice yoga and applying that different sensory input is definitely one of them. So let's go ahead and release another way that we're advancing our practice is taking that time between the poses to really check in and notice the difference and feel what's happened in our practice. So here, I'm just noticing that my right leg feels a good four inches longer than my left leg. So let's go ahead and hook up your left foot. So you're gonna place that strap around the ball of your left foot, not on the arch. It's just a stronger point to work with which makes sense because you walk on it all day long and the arch you do not. So you're going to take that left leg up until you feel sensation in the back of the leg. Again, if you have back issues, you're going to keep that right leg bent. It just provides more protection for the back. And again, to advance our practice, instead of just doing the stretch, we're going to provide a different sensory input by creating a contraction by pressing into that strap. Press, 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 press. And then you're going to relax, and then you'll find that you'll be able to draw your leg in more. 
So this is a great way to advance the practice. Press into the strap. Allows the nervous system to feel safe. And then, and release, you can draw it in more. And then you'll find that your, your body will release more. Let's do that one more time. Press, press, create a contraction. And then release and you'll probably be able to draw it in more. And then we'll release this from your body and we'll just check in and see how that feels in your body. Okay, the next pose we're going to do is a pose that um, I do in almost every beginner class. And I'm gonna show you how I might advance it in an intermediate class. It's going to be figure four pose. So you're gonna cross your right ankle over your left thigh and you're gonna draw it in towards your chest. So especially if you have knee issues, you're gonna hold on behind your knees. If you don't, you can always hold on on your shins. This is where the strap is great as well here, okay? So this is a great beginner variation to release your hips. And I do this pose all the time. There's no need to change this variation if you're feeling good sensation here. It's a very safe way to stretch out your glute meds, your glute max, your glute mins. However, if you want to change the way that gravity is pouring through it, I can show you some other variations that I don't usually include in a beginner's class. Okay, so the variations you can roll to your side or rock yourself up is you can take, this is a nice intermediate step. You take zigzag legs and you fold forward and that should give you a nice stretch through your hip and gravity is pouring through your body in a different way. And if there's any sharpshooting pain, anything electric in your knees, then it would be a good idea. It's necessary for you to go back to that keyhole stretch on the ground, that figure four on the ground. Okay, let's go ahead and take the keyhole on the other side. So left ankle crosses over the right thigh. And again, you can either hold on behind the legs, you can use your strap here, you can hold on on the shin, you want to open that knee out to the side, very careful if you've got any knee issues. And if you want more sensation in the outside of your left thigh and into your glutes, then you can take that variation with the, with the left leg forward now, the zigzag legs and folding forward. And this here, you've just got more gravity pouring through your legs. Can be a nice intermediate version.
Okay, so the next pose that I in include in a lot of beginner classes, but actually my beginner series I took out a lot because it requires wrist strength is cat pose. So that could be something that would be really important to rehab if you have wrist issues is to strengthen your wrists so that you can come onto all fours and kneeling because there's quite a bit of yoga that does that. So doing some rehab and maybe I'll do a class on that, rehabbing the wrists. So we'll um, do some cat pose. If it doesn't work on your wrist, you can always come down onto forearms, which because I have actually have a shoulder injury that I'm rehabbing right now is not accessible for me from here. Uh, but you could do cat pose on your forearms. And you could also have a prop like a blanket where you lift your wrists and that can be very helpful too so there's less pressure on your wrists. So those are options for wrist issues but it's really important to rehab those weak areas and um, you know not continue like yes look after them but not leave them that way forever. <laughs> So we're exhaling and rounding, inhaling and arching. Exhale, round, inhale, arch. A way that we might want to advance this is by adding some weight bearing to it. So we would want to slide your shoulder blades down your back, slide your shoulder blades down your back, reach reach them around too, so you're pressing the floor away from you. Tuck your toes under, and then lift your knees off the ground. Tuck your tailbone under, draw your navel up, and now we're working our core as well. So breathe into your side ribs and your back, and exhale, draw your navel up to your spine. lower down, sit back on your heels, stretch out your low back. If this bothers your knees and your ankles, you can always lie on your back and hug your knees into your chest. So in an intermediate class, I'm not always going to show you the variations. I would just cue the variations and modifications. So that's another way that the class advances as well. Okay, next is lunge pose. If you have knee issues and even if you don't, you want some extra padding underneath your knees, you can take that blanket, put it in the place for your knees and you can walk your left leg forward to begin. So you might want to use some blocks here. Okay, so in a beginner class, I would probably just stay here and 
as we moved to intermediate classes, I would layer on more variations and add more strength to this. So you can, um, you can sink down through that front left foot, come upright. So this requires more balance. You can add a rotation. And come back to center. And here's where we really go from, I guess, beginner to intermediate, which would be tucking your back toes under and lifting your back leg. So this is going to really require more strength. And then we'll go ahead and switch legs. <clears throat> so you can go ahead and walk your right leg through and lean forward. You want to feel sensation in the front of your left hip. These are so good because we spend so much time sitting. And then sinking down through your front right foot, coming upright. Rotating. Coming back to the center, tucking your back toes under, lifting your back leg, adding that strength component here. And then you can walk your back leg in and you can roll all the way up to standing. Okay, when you come up to standing, we're gonna just put our blanket off to the side, our strap and other props. <clears throat> and you can come to standing. We're going to practice tree pose, which is a balancing pose, which you will have seen in a beginner class. You, as you come to a more intermediate level class, it will be up to you to have things by your side if you need balancing, like a chair or a wall. So you can have those if you need them. So you're going to take your left foot out to the side and you can keep your, place your foot anywhere you want on your leg. The higher up your leg, the more challenging the balance is going to be. But one of the ways that we advance our practice is to maybe not just take the same variation of the pose all the time, like just put your foot on the leg, right? And lean into our body for support. So focusing on something that's not moving will make your balance a lot easier. But as we advance our practice, come into more intermediate practice, once this balancing tree pose gets easier and easier, and it will, <laughs> You can come and you can stay in it for a long time. So one of the things you might do is actually move your eyes. So moving your eyes around will really challenge your balance, which is something that you'll want to do as you advance your practice.
Another thing that you can do is move this gesture leg around. So it's really good for strengthening your legs and challenging your balance because when you have to work on your proprioception, figuring out where you are in space and your joints are all working like this, it's really good for working your balance. So in a beginner class, we would just come into the pose in an advanced in an intermediate to advanced class, we would really work with different variations. Moving the joints, moving your eyes, moving your head is a really good one because it works your vestibular system. You might not do all of these things at once, but... Okay, so that's, those are some things that we would do in a balancing pose in a more intermediate level class. Let's go ahead and do this on the other side. So this time you're standing on your left leg. And one of the things about being an inter intermediate level student is that you're gonna take care of yourself. So if you are feeling sufficiently challenged, you're not gonna push, push, push yourself and create more stress in your life by doing more than the tree pose variation base camp. <laughs> you stay here, you'll work with what's challenging you. That will create focus. But if you want more challenge, if, you need, if this is feeling like you've mastered it, then you move on. You can try the eye variations, moving your eyes around. This helps to tap into your ventral vagus nerve as well, which can be very calming and centering. You can move your head around. Maybe rainbow your nose. And you can challenge your proprioception by moving through your joints, moving that gesture leg. So these are some of the ways that I treat a beginner and an intermediate level student differently in a balancing pose. Okay, so our next pose is chair pose. And you're gonna just take your arms out in front. You're gonna let your shoulders come forward and then pull them back on your back. Pull them back on your back so your chest is lifted high and you're engaging your shoulder blades at the back. You're, you're engaging your rhomboid muscle at the back. And then you're going to sit back. You're gonna sit back in chair pose. You're gonna hinge forward a little bit and sit back. So one of the ways that we would advance your practice is just by staying in the pose longer so that your legs have to work more longer. So stay in your heels, lift your toes. Keep pulling your shoulders back. Keep your head back over your 
your ears back over your shoulders. Stay long through your head, long through your spine. Keep your core engaged. See if you can sit a little lower if you come up a little bit. Okay, and then we're gonna come up. Take your feet wide. And we're gonna do a wide-legged standing forward fold. So you're gonna roll your pelvis over your hip bones. And you're gonna fold all the way forward. If you can't reach the ground, you can always use one of your blocks. Let the crown of your head drop towards the ground. Let the back of your neck be long. So this is really nice to let your head hang so that your neck can release, so your spine can release. You can even do some yes and no here to release your neck. You get some openings through the back of your legs here as well. This is a nice uh, beginner level inversion here. Your head is below your heart. So if your medical doctor has told you no inversions, and there will be some people that can't do inversions, then this would be one of them to avoid. One of the ways that I would advance this practice after I had practice it as an inversion and to release the spine would be to strengthen the back. So if we can do some back extensions here, so open your chest towards the ground, lift your head and hold here. This is a really nice strengthening exercise for your back. And you can even lift your arms up, which would be more strengthening. Or take them out to the side. And then you're gonna fold forward again. Let that spine release again. And we're going to come all the way down, keep your blocks. We're gonna use them afterwards. It's gonna come down onto the ground. And we're going to do bridge pose for our back bend. We're gonna do bridge pose next. So you'll have your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor. And for this, you'll have your hands down by the side of your body, tuck your shoulder blades underneath you. Curl your tailbone under and lift up off. Okay, so this would be how I would teach bridge pose to beginners. So there's a couple of different ways that we could advance your practice. And they would just be to use some variations. One is 
this is where discernment comes in. So to check in and see how you're feeling today. How is my energy today? Am I exhausted? Do I need a more restorative style practice? Do I need to gather energy? If that's the case, then you're going to take one of your blocks and you're going to place it underneath you and you're going to do a restorative bridge pose, which is really lovely for gathering energy, particularly in and around the pelvis area. And then this becomes a restorative style bridge pose. Really nice use of props. So this is one way that we go from beginner to intermediate is we get very skillful at using props to support us in our practice. So speaking of being skillful at using props to support us in, in our practice, another prop that we can use in our bridge pose is our blankets. And if you don't have a hardwood floor, then there are, you might want to stick with just regular bridge pose, but there are actually these discs that you can get on Amazon. Um, that work quite well on carpets for this and they're, they're worth it because they really build your strength in your hamstrings. There's not really a lot of ways to build strength in your hamstrings in yoga. So this is a really, excuse me, great way to build strength in your hamstrings in your yoga practice and it's to place the, the um, blanket underneath your feet and then you're going to lengthen your legs out and you're going to draw them back in and keep lifting up. You'll find it's really challenging. So they reach out and then you pull it back in. So these blanket glides will really strengthen your hamstrings. Our hamstrings tend to be quite weak muscles, and this is a really great way to strengthen them. Okay, so that is good for me for now. It's probably good to do a set and take a break and then maybe do another set. Then we're going to come into a twist, and this is another place where we can be really skillful with the use of our props. And check in with what we need. So lying on your back with your arms in a soft T, pressing into your feet, lifting your hips over to the right side, and then lowering your knees over to the left. So. Here, my right shoulder lifts way up off the ground because I do have a shoulder injury that I'm rehabbing right now. So what I want to do is account for that. One of the ways that you can do that is put a prop underneath your legs. So I'll use a block because that's what we're using today. Still, my shoulder's way up off the ground because that's a really big injury. So for me, I'm going to... Um, double prop with the blanket. Most of you guys won't need to do nearly as much with the propping. And we'll stay in the twist here to release our spine. 
after those back bends and those hamstring glides. Okay, and then we'll go ahead and do this on the other side. You're gonna take your arms in that soft T again. Pressing to your feet, lift your hips over to the left side, lower your knees down to the right side. And again, if, you're, if your left shoulder lifts off, you can always prop underneath your knees or you can prop underneath your shoulders. If you need more, you can bring your knees up closer to your shoulders or less, you can bring your knees down lower away from your shoulders. Then you're gonna come back to the center for Shavasana. You wanna take a comfortable position for you. You can have your knees bent, dropping towards each other. You can have your legs out long, your palms turned up beside you, one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, whatever feels best for you. And again, it's a good idea just to experiment and see what feels best for you and your body today to receive your yoga practice. So you're going to stay here, resting back, and I'm going to sit up and read you a poem. This poem is called Daydream by A.S.J. Tessamond. One day people will touch and talk perhaps easily and loving be natural as breathing and warm as sunlight. And people will untie themselves as string is unknotted, unfold and yawn and stretch and spread their fingers unfurl, uncurl like seaweed, return to the sea. And work will be simple and swift as a seagull flying. And play will be casual and quiet as a seagull settling. And the clocks will stop and no one will wonder or care or notice. And people will smile without reason, even in winter, even in the rain.
So I want to acknowledge you for moving mindfully and skillfully from beginner to an intermediate level class, for listening to your body carefully, for responding to the needs of your body and for looking after yourself. So gradually allow your breath to deepen, start to invite some movement back into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes, Bend your knees and roll to your side. Pause there for a moment. And slowly make your way up to seated. Another difference between my beginner and intermediate level classes is the way that I close them out. So I close them out with a mantra, which is the Loka Samasta Sukhino Bhavantu mantra, which allows us to draw the fruits of our practice first into ourselves and then offer them out into the world. The meaning of this mantra is may all beings be happy and free and may the thoughts, words, and actions of my own life contribute in some way to the meaning, to the happiness and freedom for all. So it starts with one palm up and one palm down, your left palm up and your right palm down. And then you cross your hands I can't remember how to do it unless I'm doing it. Loka, samasta, sukino. Now I've drawn a complete blank. How does that happen? I've done five out of Maybe I have to do it and explain it as I do it. Okay, let me do it and then I'll see if I can explain it as I do it. That's bizarre. Okay, so we start with left palm up, right palm down. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. So then you, all your fingers interlace, three, four, and five. Thumbs cross, and your first two fingers go on to your third eye. And you sing loka samasta sukino bhavantu. And then you keep your wrists crossed, and you come into gyan mudra, so thumbs and index fingers together, and you open your hands up, other three, Three, four, five fingers extend. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. And then you sing it again. You keep that mudra, but your palms come together and the heels of your hands come to your forehead. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. And that's the mantra. And so it's, may all beings be happy and free, and may the thoughts, words, and actions of my own life contribute in some way to the happiness and freedom for all. And that's how I finish my class. And then I always ask you to give yourself a thumbs up for finishing the class, and I thank you so much for subscribing to my channel. That makes a huge difference to us. It helps other people find us. It means that the next class that I teach will show up in your feed, especially if you press that little bell. And I love it if you know other beginners who would like to know how to advance their class to intermediate level, if you could share this with them. And if you can put, I'm moving to intermediate level in the comments, that would be great. And, or I'm listening to my body. You can put that in the comments. I'm listening to my body. That would be great. And um, if you would like my 10 days, um, you know what, we've got a great 30-day beginner challenge. It's just 10 minutes a day 
of yoga and it's just really simple not a lot of cueing like not a lot of instruction not it's just simple tim's doing it right now go to melissawest.com begin 30-day beginner challenge it's awesome. it's really good we we taught it last year oh, it's, a place. it's gorgeous scenery it's like both tim and i feel it's our best work um so that could be a great thing to do as well. I want to thank Ruth and Anise for their donations. Currently, right now, we're saving for new lighting for when we do indoor filming. So we really appreciate your support that way. I'm sending you much love from beautiful British Columbia. May your joy be as deep as our ocean, Pacific Ocean. May you be as strong as our mountains. And may you be as rooted as the old growth trees in our forest. Om Shanti. Namaste.